This week on episode 207 of the Upland Property Experts podcast, we have Yo Criade from Novo Pangea here as a special guest. We got secondary update, Dak from the Upland Racing Leagues here to talk about how the season's finished. And we have many more surprises with you. And who knows what shenanigans are going to happen. So stay tuned and uh, enjoy the show. The Upland Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing the strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. Surprise, surprise. Look who it is, everybody. Thank me later, brother. Welcome back, my friend. How are you? Uh, I am good. Glad to be back. Uh, yeah, no, I was out for a little bit there to take care of some things, but... Enjoy time with mom. To be back. Happy to be back. Have good Let's visits go. with mom. Some good visits. Yeah, I, and I mean, well, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I had some health things I needed to take care of, like... And I'm sure I'll talk about it more once I get some other uh, some other streams up and, and do some other stuff. But uh, yeah, had some health things I need to take care of, um, and I appreciate you, uh, you know, getting everything covered and uh, keeping it keeping it rolling. Uh, I've heard good things. Uh, excited to be back with the community though, and uh, looking for some big things closing out this year strong. Going into 2024. Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Gold, the Goldsmith and More Cheese at the Hyde Park Ninjas and Dizzy for being the wonderful co hosts while you were out. So, do appreciate those guys for ste- those guys and gals for stepping up. A uh, lot to talk about today. We have the secondary market update, and it's the first of the month, so we always recap the overall sales in Upland, and looks like Upland has a partnership with Doge going on now. If you haven't seen that, we'll dive into that, along with Fashion Week down in Brazil and wearables, more wearables. Very exciting things going on, but more importantly, we have Yo Criade from uh, Novo Pangea here. Um I got involved in the game, bought a lot of their starter stuff, and then I kind of fanned out just because of time from everything. But, yeah, we have them here. Um, I I love everything they got going on. So I definitely wanted to share with the community, you know, that game. And I know we do have a lot of people from Upland that do play in there. So definitely wanted to, you know, from time to time, we like bringing other people on from other projects to talk about it. So with no further ado, yo, how we doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for taking your time. You're a champ. Three streams in a day. I, I don't know. I limit myself at like two. Yeah, well, we had a, you know, every month we uh, do an airdrop for people who have our founders PFP. And uh, we're known for having pack breaks. So this month we decided to do a um, founders uh, uh, pack break. So it's 180 spots. So we had to break uh, round one into two spots. The time realm one, and then um, they're going to have a round two on Saturday, and the finals will be on Sunday. So it's a, 
a three-day event, but it, it was a lot of fun today. Uh, sounds like it. And you're a creator, co-founder, CEO of... Yeah, I'm a yeah, uh, pretty busy guy. So luckily, uh, my family supports all the craziness I do with this project and all the time I spend on it. So, uh, you know, I can keep on going. Yeah. So How did you come up with it? Like, can you walk us through what... You're starting to think about it, had an idea, talked to somebody, and then you started to make it happen. Can you roll through? Yes. Um, so originally there was about it was about five of us in the group, and uh, we we just knew we wanted to do something um, in the space of the whole Web three space. I um, was always a big fan of collecting sports cards and gaming, so the space. And I, you know, my background is computer science and. Um, you know, digital technology. So I always love cutting edge technology, right? All the new stuff. And this was just a perfect fit for me. So we were, we were talking to our, our group. Uh, we we basically just brainstormed it, came up with this fantasy style. And then I reached out to my friends I used to work with in Bogota, Colombia. Um, best art team I ever, I ever worked with about working on this project. And we gave them the brief and they just designed these great characters. And, um, you know, and then I reached out to my best, my, my uh, you know, the best technologist I ever worked with, who's um, still with us, uh, Martin. And, uh, you know, he was never, never touched wax before, but I know he could figure out anything. So I was never worried. And basically we put together, you know, my opinion of a very strong team. How'd you get linked up with artists in Colombia? Yeah. So my first job was at this agency called StudioCom. Here in, Atlanta, here in Atlanta, Georgia, and the founder was from Bogota, Colombia. Okay. And this was back in, you know, the Flash days. I was a big Flash action script developer. And back then, we, um, you know, we, we made a whole bunch of what we called virtual worlds, which is basically the men of us now. So projects we worked on was from, like, uh, My Coke Studios, where basically you had your own co-character, Coca-Cola character, walking around talking. Barbie Girls from Mattel where when you bought a Barbie doll, you got a USB port, you plugged it in, and you got your own character and these codes, et cetera. So it was basically a metaverse for the metaverse is a thing, and we did it for Wonka. So the artists that do, did a lot of the illustrations for Barbie Girls and, my, and uh, Coke Studios and um, Wonka, he was the guy I reached out to first. So I was able to put together that team. Oh, very nice. And in Atlanta, you know, a lot of people don't realize how hot the Atlanta area is with just Web3, Web3 companies, Web3 people. That's like the hot spot for it. Yeah, we have a conference here tomorrow I'm going to. Oh, really? Yeah. What conference is that? It's a it's a local um, uh, Web3 con- uh, uh, conference. Um, and, you know, it's just good because I haven't really spent too much time networking with the other Web3 communities. At, at all here in Atlanta. So it's, you know, it'd be a good opportunity for me. I'm just so focused on Novo and, you know, the wax community right now. Yeah. And there's some, we've met some good people there in the Atlanta area. So hopefully they attend and you get linked up with them. So that, that's awesome. Um, it, Ooh, very big compliment right there. You're one of the busiest, most successful game CEOs in the business. Incredibly hands-on with the community. Thank you. Yeah. You got, you gotta be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's important because um you got you got to get the, hear the feedback firsthand, and you know because my background like after I, I was a dev for um ten years I came in you know the, the whole product side and you know having that user driven experience really getting feedback from your your, your consumer and, and and your customer 
it really um, helped shape, shape the product. So were you a big gamer growing up or just into the sports and the sports cards collecting? Oh, well, I was definitely more into sports, hands down. I was into, um, like, I played soccer my whole life, and I was into um, collecting cards. But I also was obsessed with games. Like, you know, my first system was uh, Nintendo, and I was obsessed with, um, you know, when Final Fantasy came out, Final Fantasy X yeah. was huge. I was obsessed with it. And when Final Fantasy X-2 came out, X2, I, I, I beat it in a weekend. You know, I got for Christmas being a weekend. Um, I was obsessed with StarCraft. I played StarCraft, um, basically. Oh, no, there goes the internet. I played StarCraft um, every single every single. Yeah, I, I, I played Star, StarCraft every single waking hour I could. And when StarCraft um, 2 came out, I pre-boarded at GameStop. They gave you a free demo. I went home that weekend. I did not leave my uh, room, my house. And this is, you know, I had a job this time. I ended up never not picking up, not picking up, even though I already paid for it in full, because I knew if I was to buy it, I would just ruin my life, probably get fired. But <laughs> that sounds kind of similar to you, doesn't it? Thank me later. Oh yeah, no. Except I didn't have that foresight, and subsequently bought the games, uh, and then subsequently uh, neglected the hell out of my job and family. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Good on you for having the heads up of like, no, this is probably going to ruin my life. Yeah, I, there was a good decade of my life that I lost to World of Warcraft. So, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like my roommate in college. I remember we went to school in Boston and we went across the city because he had to get the special edition and he just stopped going to class. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It happens. Now, there's been a couple of different phases to Novo and – can you tell us where you're at now and what's coming up in the future for it? Yeah, so right now, I would say our economy, our economy is um, it's full, right? It's it has it has the full game loop. It's done. Obviously, we can add more and more bells and whistles and features, but you can basically you know get get the land, get the buildings, get the workers or unskilled workers, different types of workers. You can level up. You can um, stake the Novo token to the town hall to unlock uh, more game features. Uh, you can do so much stuff inside the economy, the economy layer. Uh, we also added uh, creatures that you, it's a different game loop. It's a much simpler game loop for um, people who don't have as much time. Um, it's, it's less scalable because the rewards are more generous. So we didn't want to, um, you know, have the whales just totally um, corner the market because they tend to do that with skill workers and um, certain buildings that are more um, popular than others. So that would, that would ha- but that has been very fun uh, fun to army up new users and uh, the creatures actually come back with NFTs. And we always have a couple like really, really special NFTs that, that are worth quite a bit in there. Um, just, you know, just, just for the fun factor. But what's coming up next is our um, PVP. Um, you know, this is something that was promised to the community before I took over as CEO and I, I have, I always have to, even if it's not my words, the company's my company's now, so I will always keep the company's word. And so we are delivering on that. It should be live in uh, December. We have about, you know, we have just almost all of it. We have a lot of it completed. We have about, it's going to be on Unity. We got about six, uh, six of the characters already completed. We got the gameplay completed. We just got to hook it up to the API. The engine's already built. So it's going to be uh, a mix between Final Fantasy X, you know, that battle style and words of friends. 
So, you know, okay. one thing that we learned about our community, which is very important, is, um, you know, everybody has lives. You know what I mean? We have, they have jobs, they have families, they have hobbies, they have other games. You're not going to come and play a, a Web3 block game um, because you're a big game, right? You're, you're going to be playing Diablo or, you know, or Fortnite or whatever game, right? If you're going to be sitting for hours playing games. So we really wanted to find a way to kind of fit into their life when it's convenient for them. Um, you know, be, be their toilet time when, when they're on the toilet, play Novo Pangea um, on their coffee break. You know, a lot of people, they do. They, they, they send their skill workers to work when they're on their coffee break. So this way that um, they can actually play and stay close to the community because our community is all over the world um, and play turn-based, have multiple matches going on one, ones like words, with, like words of Friends and, um, you know, you know when, when it's convenient for them. Have fun. Nice. Um uh, I was copying. I was trying to put your link up really quick, and <laughs> I thought you were going to talk for <laughs> for another minute about it. I thought I had a second. Um, I could talk forever about Novo. <laughs> yeah. Now, what what are you most excited? What, what's your favorite thing about the game right now? Um. Well, I'll say that my my favorite thing about the project is is the lore. It's the future. Um. Like, I don't look at this project as um, a way to make money. Um, all the money we, 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 we do get, uh, we put back way back into dev and the artwork, and I actually put my own additional money um, for whatever the offset is. Um, I see the future in the IP. I'm really focused on developing the story and the lore, and I want to see it on um, Netflix or, you know, Amazon Prime streaming, uh, so so bad. So I'm, I'm really working towards that path as well. I have a lot of friends um, at who work at different companies, let's just say, and uh, you know they're kind of helping advise me uh, what steps to take. I'm actually gonna we made a new Nova poster. I'm gonna put QR code on it. I'm gonna send like 20 of them to my friend who works in Netflix. He says he's gonna put them in his cubicle. Um, and send, give it to all his, all his friends in the office. So uh, I'm definitely, that's what I'm most excited about is keep on growing the story and the lore because I absolutely love the world we, we developed and the characters. So you see it venturing out into into merch and character merch, graphic novels. Is it an, you, is it an animated series? Or are you going to use actors? or? So ideally, you know, whatever, whatever whoever takes IP, whatever they want to do. Um, you know, I have no ego, you know, they can even help, uh, reshape it. But I think in ant, so like if I was to be realistic about how to get things done, right. So the art, art team in Columbia, they are, um, they have their own comic book companies, um, in, in Columbia, they go to comic con Columbia all the time, et cetera. So graphic novels, we're already working on that as we speak. Um, and then when it comes to animation versus, um, action, we have an animation path very good because we also have um, our 3D team in Colombia who's very, very talented. They also work for do stuff like Netflix and Amazon. So that that is the easiest path is the um, animation path. But obviously, we could do a live action one. That'd be that'd be amazing. And plus, uh, Nolan North lives in my neighborhood, so he'll help me with some uh, voice acting. <laughs> there so, you go. That's yeah. That's nice. That's good. And what what would be your elevator pitch for the listeners of why they should check it out and get involved in the Nova world? 
I think, um, you know, Novo is a, I look at it as a place to escape. And, and it's, 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 really, it's really about enjoyment. And that depends on how you look at enjoyment. Because whether it's just being around like-minded people, a fun community, et cetera, or you like strategy, our game is very, very strategic around the economy. It's not just a simple click, get resource, wait, click, get resource, wait, because there's a lot, there's a lot of um, different strategies. Um, I think there's a way for you to enjoy Novo that matches your personality and your, and, and your skill set. And you're working on, I hear that you're working on getting a shop set up in Upland? Yeah, we, we um actually submitted, um, we filled out the form, we submitted it, the pictures. Um, you know, my 3D team is like, excited. We're definitely going to make some flags and some cool statues and whatever else we fit in the guidelines. Uh, we haven't heard back heard back from it yet, but we have uh, um, a couple a couple factories that call right in um in the LA area and the Oakland area too. Okay. Um, one of our one of our community members, uh, his name is Brady. Um, big um, he's a big Upland player too, and he's big in Novo, and he's um extremely extremely generous, nice guy. Um, came up with this idea, and I was like, sure, man. I'm like I, I'm always help um on board to help grow any of our community members um projects or ambitions you know leveraging novo and the ip however they can especially you know when they're um they've been so supportive to me so um i'm wait i'm back you know he can help i can help use my resources to um help him be successful now that that's great i, I forgot your back thank me later I, i've had a no click idea, for yeah. three weeks <laughs> It's it's been challenging, and it's like I'm like oh I'm like oh my god! It's like now that you're yeah you forgot. See, I do things during the show. <laughs> you do do things during the show. The first the the first week, I wasn't showing anybody's comments. I'm like oh yeah, I'm like because that's usually what you do <laughs> for. Yeah. Um. Well, the good thing is, is hopefully you hear something back there soon, Yo Criati, because do you know who's in charge of it over there? Uh, oh yeah, depending which thing. I know people in charge of uh, the, a lot of the, 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 the approval process. Yeah, I can I can poke it. If at you that. could you could ping me because I um I have some connections at um Animoco Brands. Okay, and I already reached out to <laughs> them, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the other way to get approved fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. We'll message after this, or if, if you hang out, we'll talk after the show. If you hang out, so either way, we'll definitely link up, and I'll get that for you, so so we can work that, and I, I might be able to do a couple other things for you too with some people that I, I know. I appreciate. I appreciate. It. Thank you. I, I I do like I do like the random opportunity that it, it was kind of funny. I made plans with more cheese to be on her show, and then I didn't hear anything, and I was like, ah, I got to tell my wife that I'm streaming back-to-back nights and for we've been doing this show for three and a half years almost and the first year or so it was just like i hate thursday nights and now it's it's just a thing it's thursday nights but then i'm like hey babe i gotta stream friday night so i did like the opportunity that you know i text cheese i'm like hey am i still coming on she's like oh yeah i totally forgot but i have yo Criati coming on i'm like i don't care i go i can catch you another time she's like no no come on it's good so shout out to cheese for making this connect i do appreciate that yeah she's amazing she's she was one of our first uh uh featured co-hosts on our pack break so she's been around for for the beginning 
But I could tell she totally stopped playing the game because she had no idea what was going on when she uh, <laughs> logged in. So it's kind of funny to watch her, uh, you know, struggle. She's like, what Dude, is this? That's how I feel logging into Upland right now because I haven't been in Upland for a minute. And I was just like, wait, hold on. Like, first of all, they fixed the CAPTCHA yes, thing. Yes, they listened. I, I, I'm, I'm claiming this as yeah. a victory for our show because we ranted so many times about it. I know a lot of people complained about it, but I just like saying it was us that pushed it over the edge. Thank you. So I, I honestly, I, Paul, I, the quality of life that that makes, and and you know what, I, I actually, I, 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 I got a street outfit. I didn't even know there was like four of these street outfits left. I don't know what it is. Street couture. Yes. And so I, I just picked up my street couture outfit. Nice. Yeah. So getting back into it, but. Oh, being able to register for all these things and just going, oh, hey, look, I don't look, I'm not a bot. Thank you. <laughs> Holy cow. Thank you. Yes, that was so much easier. I, I, I'm glad that they addressed that issue. And yes, hey, you haven't had any issues with bots and Nova, have you? Um, no, we haven't. And, um, you know, even if people um, multi con at us, they don't give you don't get a strategic advantage that actually hurts you. And um, we designed some stuff to make um, it difficult for bots, like um, like all our decisions, you know, where like you would have if you have if you have to like stake two hundred Novo before you can withdraw money, we withdraw the Novo stuff like that, where it would just be way too complicated for bots, you know, to get to get it done. Uh, so you've developed in this game a way to make it too complicated for bots kind of disadvantage for multi-accounting and then you've set stuff up so people can just enjoy it and not be felt left out because the whale scoop everything out i think it's ingenious it is but um the challenge is in this web3 space bots really help your numbers right true um and the, the, the <laughs> average <the> world <laughs> exactly right <laughs> um and the average the average user and I don't want to say the average. A lot of users in the Web3 space, they, 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 they care more about ROI than fun and enjoyment and community. Um, the ones who are very active in the, in, in the community, the ones you talk to, the people you interact with, they, they care about community first. So you guys, you guys kind of all click. But, you know, still a huge portion that just care about ROI. So they, 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 they were straying away if there was um, no way to bot it. So, you know, because then they look at their time versus their ROI which is actually a challenge, something that we're facing. So we really need to look at that because, like, if we made some things easier for bots just for them, um, maybe they'll stick around longer um, or maybe they'll tell a friend to be more attractive. So I know a couple of the games that got rid of bots too that actually even hurt them. So it, it's, you know, it's a give and take, right? You know, but right now we don't have any bots and I don't, I don't see it coming in the future anyways. <laughs> And that's the thing. I mean, we saw that early on in Upland. We talked about it a lot on the show. It was just, what what exchange can I sell UpX on? And it was, okay, I bought this property for 5 bucks. Why can't I sell it for $500 three days later? And it, it, and it was just a constant, yeah. It, so we definitely get that. But I think the people that develop games and that have communities built around it. And we're still early on in web three that it will do really well once it starts really catching on. I I, I agree. And that's why, you know, our main focus is, you know, protecting IP and growing it like our PVP will be, it's completely off the chain. Um, And, 
you know, and you can port your wax NFTs into it, right? Um, and then now they're just digital assets, right? And so that way we can easily, you know, add like, you know, single sign-on with Facebook, you know, you know, Apple, et cetera. So you can have your friends who are not Web3 people actually play, enjoy, have fun, right? And then you can actually take, you know, port it back to to um, whack the wax world. And if you want to like play um, the, the um, economy style of noble game or sell them, you can. But this way, at least our PvP um, style game, which is off-chain, we can actually um, market the hell out of it to Web2 gamers, you know, they don't have to create the wallet. They don't have to stake the um, the RAM because those are the hugest friction points that consumers have. I asked um, my, my, some of my friends uh, reached out to me because I posted on LinkedIn, wanted to join play. And one guy spent half an hour trying to set up his wax wallet. And he was just like, forget about it. You know what I mean? And I was texting the, C, the, CEO, the CTO of Wax and this is too complicated, yada, yada, yada. But honestly, he's doing a great job trying, like his main goal is trying to make um, onboarding easier. So he he loves all the feedback. Yeah, um, I mean, Wax is by far the easiest to onboard, I mean, historically. So, I mean, that tells you something about the space. Yeah. Do you guys play Atlas um, Earth at all? No. No? Okay. No. What made you choose Wax as the blockchain to work on? So when we first started doing it, um, like to be honest, I was I didn't do enough. We didn't do enough research. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of research. Um, a lot of time, our other CEO was kind of leading it, and we were looking at um, Wax and Flow because of NBA Top Shots. Yeah. And then looking at Flow I, at that time, it wasn't. I don't think as I didn't have as much tools. So it would be a lot, lot more custom code, which means a lot more time, a lot more money, a lot more effort, right? Right. And Wax already had um, all these tools for just drop, for doing drops and stuff. They had Atomic Hub. They had a community. They had all this stuff, so it was easier to set up and get going as a test, right? Because if we, if we, if we could do a test and we, we did our initial test and, um, you know, we got we got good feedback. Look, you, you even bought stuff you said, um, <laughs> but we're gonna keep you, but uh, we'll get you back, but. Um, so that wax wax was easy to get to get up and going and to um you know start learning uh, about the area. Okay. So. Awesome. We really do appreciate your time. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, everybody definitely check it out. They have some very cool stuff going on. Um, you can check them out there at game.novapangea.io. And I will have, I do have the links already in the description for the video itself where you can get on their Discord. And I have all the links already put in there. So thanks, Morchies. I just copy and pasted from your channel from a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> I do appreciate that. Yo, we'll uh, definitely network on uh, getting the approvals and some other, some other aspects. So. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for um, having me on. And, uh, Thank me later. It was great. It was great meeting you. Yeah, yeah. No, I have to check out Nova Pangea for sure. It sounds awesome. So Let me know. Cool. I'll send you some stuff to get to get going. Uh, you know, get your feedback. All right, bet. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Thank you, sir. We'll talk soon. Mm-hmm. All righty. So awesome. Thanks so much to Yo Creati for that. Really appreciate that. On to the secondary market. I'm always excited for the first of the month. There we go. Where's that one? That's nope. That one. 
I set up some new. I set up some new things while we were gone. What remove TML? No. What kind of new thing is that? <laughs> no. So we can go back and forth between. Um, like we're nice and small here, and then when we start talking about something other than the slide, we get a little bit bigger and the slide a little bit smaller. So we, can, we, we can change the view. Oh, fancy. Look change, at you. Change the view. So anyway, going back, top 10 city floors in Upland, going back the last seven days, pretty stable floor. Uh, Santa Clara did drop 16% on their UPEX floor price, but really don't have that. Reasoning why I didn't see anything, but there's that. What I'm more excited about is let's talk about October 2023 top UPEX sales. Los Angeles is leading the way once again, just under a hundred million and Tokyo is over 90 million also. Um, nice. And you got, that's crazy though. Los Angeles has 3,700 ter- total sales transactions in UPEX. Tokyo has 1,500, 16, call it 1,600. Interesting. And London's still rolling strong, 44 million in UPEX sales and only 572 transactions. Yeah, no, I mean, I like to see, so like I'm glad the the total sales number in San Francisco is higher, which is, it's great to see San Francisco still plugging along, but it's really interesting to see like the sheer, uh, like the average price in um, London, super high, which is great. Um, man, Manhattan, what an anomaly! Manhattan is such an anomaly. <laughs> it um, is. I wonder how many did. I wonder how many properties Disney still has in Manhattan, because that what a what an amazing gold mine that ended up being. Oh, he minted all those Harlem's. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah. Looking at the next one is top USD sales, top dollar sales. Los Angeles leading the way, $59,659 in transactions. Average sale price was twenty one sixty three, which isn't bad in itself. Wow. I mean, I like to see, I mean, Tokyo crushing it. Vegas, though, 56, average $56 per sale. What is happening in Vegas? There might have must have been some like big sales or something there. And I got some interesting stuff there on Vegas too. It's it, I'll show coming up. I got to share a different screen, but I was actually pretty surprised. I wasn't able. I didn't really know how to put it into a presentation, so I'm just going to share a screen and scroll. Um, but I found it interesting as I'm able to do a little more with data. It, it gets a little better each and every each and every month. Um, still, yeah. the average sales price in Manhattan, $85. Got to love that. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me, right? Again, Manhattan being Manhattan. For me, like I just, I put Manhattan as like, you know, an edge case from all of these numbers. It's great to look at, but really, like I want to know like the Tokyos, the London, these are new, right? These are in the last, um, 12 months, right? Is London, t- how how long has London been around? London came out bef- 
Was it before Berlin? Yeah. No, but Berlin, I mean, Berlin they're, they're relatively week. new cities, yeah. right? Yeah. Like in the history of Upland. So seeing that they're holding their, you know, the average sale value, that's really important because, you know, we are still seeing transaction volumes. Yeah, 225,000. I mean, right. That's that's very impressive. That's I like to see it. Yeah. Now, we broke it down to the neighborhoods of, you know, oh, which man. which neighborhoods had the most action, you know, the highest value in sales. I did not have a chance to add which neighborhoods had the most transactions this month. But maybe I'll I'll drop that in next week uh, as I'm figuring out how we incorporate this data into the show. But still, Jingyu Mei is still leading the way. Um, 88 total transactions, but uh, 22.7 million upex in sales. It's a pricey neighborhood, definitely, but it's still rocking. I, I was surprised to see East Arlington rocking it with. 7.7 million in UPEX sales with 328 transactions. Um, yeah, when, I don't know. Any any thoughts? I don't have any idea. I have no, it, it just surprised me. I, I didn't understand. It's stuff to make you, make you say, hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. And then uh, October 2023, top neighborhoods with USD sales. Jingyumei, once again, almost $20,000 alone in that neighborhood. Something's going on there. I don't know. I'm not, I don't think I have anything in there yet. And I got to dive into what unknown Tokyo means. <laughs> <clears throat> but they had five sales for uh, 16000 U.S. dollars. I'll figure Go out. Go unknown Tokyo. <laughs> but Bel Air, that's kind of kind of expected. It's expensive property there. Thirty four sales for eleven thousand um, dollars. Long Island City in Queens, forty three hundred dollars. Now looking overall at Upland sales, um, total sales. For U.S. dollars in Upland, almost $300,000, in U.S. dollar secondary market sales. And the average sale price was $25.44 for a property overall with 12,340 transactions. I think that's pretty solid. Well, yeah, I mean, especially consider the amount of like burners and just like swap transactions that would occur too, like that's going to overall take your average down in general. So yeah, I would say that that overall would, it would be very encouraging to me. Yeah. And then, uh, October total sales for UPEX, 657,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,
The left side of the screen is your U.S. dollar sales. The right side of the screen is your UPEX sales. And it's August, September, and October uh, sales for each city. You know, cities like Arlington, it was nice. You know, they they have progressively grown their U.S. dollar sales. And UPEX sales kind of fluctuated. Bakersfield kind of capped out, dropped down. Um, But as we scroll down... The interesting thing is all of a sudden the Bronx jumps up from 4,200,000 to 6,300 in sales. Brooklyn jumps up in September to 6,800. Um, Buenos has a little kick. Chicago has a huge kick up to from 7.7,000 to 13,000, back down to 8.7,000 in October. September was just a happening month as you kind of scroll down, look at the city's comparison of how they've performed. You know, Detroit went from 12,000, like 12.8,000 to 22.7,000, back down to 17.8,000. Huh. Now, Las Vegas, I I said there was something interesting about Las Vegas. In August of 23, they only did 7,000 U.S. dollars in their secondary market transaction. And they had the September spike up to $18,309. And I was expecting to see a fall off as we're seeing with that. But no, they even went up, you know, just over a little over $100. They had another $18,000 in sales. Yeah, well, but what's interesting is that their UPEX went back. Yes. Their, Their UPEX went back to normal. But... So they, they, everybody enjoyed whatever happened in September. September was a good month overall, it looks like. But then October, yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. So mm. I'm going to keep my eye on Vegas and what they're Data doing. Slips. Let us know what happened there. Yeah. You know, London kind of fell off. Los Angeles stays pretty steady, but they still saw the September spike. They saw the September U.S. dollar spike, but they didn't see the UPEX spike. Mm. But their UPEX, you know, almost hit 100000 this month. And their U.S. dollar stayed pretty close to their September spike. But Manhattan had a nice little September spike and dropped way off in October. Nashville has steadily gained um, U.S. dollars. UPEX went low, high, and then kind of back to the middle. This is something that I want to continue watching and following the month-by-month differences. And Queens was a reverse. That was pretty interesting about Queens. They had a high August at $17,000 or $44 million UPEX. Then they dropped down to $15,000 and $37 million UPEX. And then they jumped back up to $17,000 in October. So they were kind of like the reverse of the September spike. Weird. Very weird. Creedmoor, yeah, the Creedmoor spike for sure. Yeah. I believe that. But all data does is make you uh, ask more questions of why did that happen? Now, Rutherford, we've always watched their overpriced small city treasure hunting. They've, they've definitely dropped down. August, they were at $2,400. September, 667 And October, 387 in U.S. dollar sales. Okay. I mean, I don't care. I don't I, like Rutherford. I know you don't. 
I shouldn't say that. Honestly, like it, it served its purpose. And and I'll be I'll be honest. I have my own personal biases against Rutherford, but from a treasure hunting, like the people who were strategically doing it, there is there is value. Like once I understood the treasure hunt per, uh, concept and, and perspective, like there is value there if that's your game. So I'm trying to be better. Uh, we we call it don't yuck my yum. Hey, if, if Rutherford <laughs> is what does it for you, you know what? Good, good on you. Like, uh, I get it. It's not, it's not for me. But hey, a lot of people hate on San Francisco, and that's my city. So, there you go. Yeah. All right. What do we have next? Oh yeah. Going back thirty days really quick. Going back 30 days, a lot of green on the Epic side of the house. Uh, Rutherford is down 27%. Other than that, a lot of green. Like it. U.S. Nice. dollar, I'd say pretty stable. Santa Clara and Tokyo saw a nice little um, spike, 30% spikes themselves. But other than that, looking pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Oh, my gosh. Now, these, are, these are your top... I don't even know how this list. This is a list, and these are the Upex. This is a list. <laughs> these are the Upex. Oh, okay, much. so these are the Upex City floor prices with their market percentage. So it's the floor price with their market percentage, and these are your highest ones. These are your top ten highest ones. Gotcha. Um, Rutherford, Manhattan, Santa Clara, insane. Um, other than that, not so much. These are your bottom city markups. So, you know, Queens isn't bad. Chicago, Arlington, Cleveland. You know, you you got a lot of these under 200%. You know, 8 of the 10 under 200%. Yeah. And looking at the bottom floors, Detroit came under 4,000 UPEX. It's been a long time since we had a city floor price under 4,000 UPEX. Um, Dang. And then the cities on the U.S. dollar floor price that you can manipulate, they all moved out of the bottom 10, and it's all $3 holler down the board. $3 holler. And going back six months, I mean, this is going back four weeks ago. I didn't update the title of the slide. I was slacking. I was pushed for time. But, yeah. uh, $3 holler across the board. Rio and Detroit are down a little over 10%. But other than that, not much to talk about there. All right. So we're getting into Stock Car Pro Series exclusive sale. But before we discuss that, we have the one and only Dak with us. Maybe. Dak attack. He might have stepped out. But anyway, oh, there he is. There he is. We'll remove that. We'll add Dak. How are we doing, Last Dak? time you just popped me in, and I'm like, I... I waited this time. <laughs> you did. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. So we had the Cream Wars Spooktacular, and we had the finals of the Upland Racing League. We did. It was a big racing week last Friday. What happened? So let's talk about the Pro Series. I think you have a slide for that. Yep. <laughs> So, 
because we had a uh, scheduling difficulty the week before, we ended up having to reschedule the final race to last week. So Up It's podcast got to promote for two weeks. Um, and there was some scheduling challenges, and so we ended up having a little race-off between the top three spots. There was no way that any of the other racers were going to catch up, so the top three spots just pretty much raced to see who got the champion's crown. Uh, what that did is that it allowed the other nine racers to race for the big prizes of each race. And in this particular one, there was an incentive for for the racers. You want to tell them what it was? Oh, yeah. We gave away um, a lot of map assets from my shop. So we gave away five. We went with five. Five. Yeah. We, we went with five. Yeah, five. Five of them, uh, the Midnight Reaper, Coffin's Bony Secret, the Harvest Pillar, um, Pumpkin Pipsqueak, and I think Shadow of Morning, I think, was the fifth one. I forget. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. And so what was great is that the, the racers were able to race for the 100,000 first place uh, prize and, and so forth. Plus, there was also the incentive from uh, the Upix podcast for the map assets. And, and so I think it worked out really well that everyone kind of was able to get in on some action for that last race, making it a little fun. Plus, then we also had the, the top three racers going at it. Uh, and in the end, this is the final uh, results for the Pro Series 2023 uh, with Mahoney MV Motors just dominating racing. Uh, they did very well in the Overdrive event. They uh, took the championship for the Champions Cup in, at Genesis Week, and they've taken first and second place in the Pro Series. They take their racing very serious, and uh, it's it's been great to see them. We've seen people trying to challenge Matsuda and Arshak and Ryzi and some of the other drivers, and so we're looking to forward to seeing those drivers in URL in the, in the future. I also think it was really great to see just brand new drivers getting in there and racing and having fun with it. And I checked in with a lot of the drivers just to see, make sure that they were happy that, you know, overall the experience was great. There was a lot of technical difficulties, but yet, you know, we, it, we made it part of the event, part of the experience. And, and, I, and so far the feedback has been really good from everyone who participated. I was really glad to see so many different folks and many want to keep racing. So that to me is a very positive thing, even if they didn't get to, you know, have the top spots. Now, would you like to see Upland, you know, for the people that have the speedways themselves? Um, do you think expanding the capabilities of people with the speedways to what, 12 racers a race? Do you think that would enhance or hurt racing? Uh I think that if they could expand it to 12, that would actually be kind of cool because then you can have bigger races and, and you know, you could do a lot more in terms of, like, uh, big competitions. So I think it would be great for special events and so forth. Um, so I do think it would be kind of cool. I I'm, don't know if there's enough problems with the things crashing. I mean, as I said, we ran into technical difficulties. Really what that meant is that someone would crash on loading into the app and so forth. Mm. Um, if we had 20, you know, 12 or more drivers getting in there, 
we would just see more and more errors. And, and so racing would actually, I think, become clunky and not fun. So would it be cool from a racing perspective? Yes. Can it be done from a technical perspective without bugs? I'm not sure. Okay, so it's something that could be something in the future where they're able to do that. Um, I know yeah. we talked pre-show. I, I was thinking that it would be kind of cool if Upland was able, that you could preload your whole season and be able to schedule your racetracks and, and just load the season and give out links to your drivers. So it kind of takes takes a lot of the manual labor each and every week off of you. You just spend a Saturday filling it out. Yeah, and I think that, that something like that, a, a race management feature, would actually be really great for a lot of the servers that are doing more of what I call pickup races or street races, where you could just schedule different events, and then those events can be triggered. Sort of like, imagine you had a dev shop that could trigger scheduled uh, one-off races. Uh, for what we're doing, I think we like to ca- have the engagement because we actually try to make it a show. And so having the live kind of element to it and all of the mistakes that happen and all of the technical difficulties, uh, we've, we've, we've kind of adopted that as, you know, it's not a show unless something goes wrong. <laughs> uh, that's a bad take, maybe. Not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of... Uh, going off more cheese and and her and what Ben were doing about the worst show on the internet. It's like own right. it before it becomes a problem. Right, got it. So we have go kart racing coming up. It's a four week series. So we still haven't ironed that out, and part of it is because we now have two other things happening. That uh, so there will be another Upland community racing, and. While I'm, I can't announce which cars are going to be used, I will tell you it is not your traditional cars, and it's going to be some of your slower cars. So it's going to be interesting to see some other types of cars racing in these uh, in the Upland Semi community. Semi-racing event. confirmed. That's all I'm saying. Semi-racing confirmed. <laughs> there you 100%. go. You heard it first. Semi-racing <laughs> confirmed. I'm not saying nothing. Don't get me in trouble, TML. <laughs> but, you know, possibility. Um, and so it's it's going to be fun. The other thing, too, and, and I want to give a shout-out uh, to Aka. Um, he has Labator La uh, node in Vegas, uh, and he's been doing a whole thing where he wants to kind of uh, get out there and talk a little bit more about epilepsy and, you know, get more awareness around it. It's uh, Epilepsy Awareness Month. And so we're looking at seeing how we might be able to do something with them in terms of partnering up and just getting the word out there and and having them kind of as a sponsor for one of our events um, and most likely our go-kart event. Love that. So, yeah, so, you know, as I told you know, he reached out, and I'm like, hey, I'm a sucker for a good cause, so hey, <laughs> let's see if we could do something and help out. And, you know, we, we worked through it. Shaq, obviously, she's awesome. She, she's always – she's been involved in every project that I've done that has an, a nonprofit uh, tinge to it. So uh, she was there, and we talked about it because it's in Vegas and uh, the Viva Las Upland group. It's in the same kind of neighborhood, right? And so uh, trying to create, you know – create that community kind of engagement so that we can uh, get more awareness out there. Yeah. Got a lot of good causes and a lot of good charities going on in 
in Upland. And speaking of that, what about the Spooktacular? So the Spooktacular was another, like, uh, it, it was every year we learned something new. I'm going to bring Shaq on for the Spooktacular. Yes. And she's got a spooky background, too. <laughs> hey, Shaq. <laughs> sorry to. You're muted. Sorry for the impromptu, and you're muted still. <laughs> See, you got to be careful when you're backstage. You never know when to when two super will be like, "Oh, you're on." Good <laughs> thing I showered today. It's not smell-o-vision. They, st- I'm so disappointed. They promised a smell-o-vision in the '80s, and it's still not here. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So let's so, let's talk about the spooktacular Child Mind Institute and all the racing. We got Dak on the racing. Shaq and Umbrella Boy and everybody else behind it working on the promotions and the giveaways. So, yes, let's talk about that. How much did we raise this year? Um, I think cumulatively with the direct donations and uh, and the auctions and um, more cheeses art, it, it was over $2,000, I think, Dak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... You know, it's, you never want to compare one year to the next, but, you know, $2,000 in a down year is not bad. Uh, and so we were really happy to be able to do that. bigger thing is that we're now kind of making it part of an annual kind of process and so trying to figure out each year. And, Jack, I know we, we, we ran into some road bumps. We ran into some challenges. And it's every you think you have it set. And then there's something else that you learn or that you learn about. You know, uh, I, Shaq was the one that kind of brought the whole thing. We were going to raffle off one of the spots. And, boy, that was not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, we actually started the raffle, and it was so great. Fourth Wall Digital, Joe Lives, the same organization that's going to help bring our Upland book to us. Uh, he was just awesome. And he worked so hard on making the raffle tickets, minting them on the blockchain, getting them up on Atomic Hub. And then I blasted out notifications on the Upland server and Creedmoor server. And then I looked it up, um, and it's illegal. Illegal to do raffles unless you are a uh, 501c3 registered with the attorney general and um which were, yeah. were none of those things and so uh, brought that to a quick halt and then mm. had to reimburse people for their raffle ticket purchases and oh boy big learning experience there and there is a difference between raffles and door prizes but we didn't want to get into the semantics and the possibility, especially when you were, you know, dealing with a nonprofit organization, you know, that yeah. wants to protect its reputation and so forth. So, yeah, so it had to be scratched. So lesson learned. But, you know, it's things like that where you just pick up different things and working with the community and having the community just bring different bits of information. You know, I learn as much from the community as they might learn from me. But I think what I'm really um, excited about this year is the um, the sponsorship that we had between uh, uh, the Epics Podcast and Epics World, and uh, and I'm just going to say those because you guys are sitting here. But we had like 20 <laughs> different sponsors. 
uh, and wonderful prizes and, you know, the support. It takes the whole community, and that's really the point, is that this was a community effort. It can't happen without Eddie of the Board Uplander Club, the Metaverser. You know, he he creates these NFTs and auctions them, and more cheese made an NFT and auctioned it. And 20 sponsors um, giving the prizes for the community, and then the community bidding on the one-of-one art NFTs so that they can get a spot in the race. And uh, Robzilla and Umbrella Boy and Dak and Mouse Chef and Joe Lives. And it's just like this massive, massive community effort and all working together, we can do things that are fun right here in the metaverse and that does good in the real world. And um, Dak, thanks for coming up with this idea last year. And I think it's really exciting to be a part of it. Um, and to now have it be an annual event that uh, we can do all together as a community, working together and doing good in the real world. So yeah, I think that's what I, I have say, to say about it. No, I, I, I got to say that I, I think it was great that the, the whole idea came out of challenging Thank Me Later to see if he could create a Layer 2 experience and said, well, let's try to do something with that, right? And then this and then this year, it's like, okay, well, let's see, can we do something in Layer 1? And so it's become like a, a fundraiser, a community event, and an experiment, you know, kind of like, you know, Skunk Works lab kind of thing. <laughs> Who knows what we're going to do next year? Maybe we do a Nowhere Cafe race. Who knows? There you go. So with the race for the Spooktacular, how did people finish? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. But I don't have... <laughs> Didn't KO Ninja win? KO Ninja won. And yeah. I've got the list right here. It's just right here. Just everyone hold on. Um, <laughs> we've got KO Ninja in first. Oh, Actually, What? No, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Arshak in second. TB125 in third. Matsuda R in fourth. Dak in fifth, Galactus Buck in sixth, SC Kicker in seventh, the Goldsmith eighth, Robzilla ninth, Shaktilin tenth, Boulder Magic eleventh, and Eddie the Metaverser in twelfth. At least SC Kicker got his spot finally. I know he was trying for a long time. Yeah, well, he got it at the end. You got to talk about the puzzle. Yeah. Yes. Possible. So one of the things that um, TV125 brought as a sponsor was anthologypuzzles.com. Right. And he, oh, did yeah. a limit, he did a limited edition Creedmoor wooden puzzle. Like they have these high-end puzzles. And oh, so it's yeah. a Creedmoor Gorgeous. limited edition. Only three are being given out. Uh, oh. The other one, because they do it in, in groups of batches of four. So the fourth one, uh, Rob Zilla has it as kind of it was part of the marketing piece and everything, but only three were being given away to racers. And so they're really cool and so forth. And, uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, see that out there. And, again, being able to bridge 
IRL and metaverse to me has really become kind of like that's my 2024 goal in Upland. You know, when they start talking about what's your goals for the next year, my goal for next year is to really focus on digitals and bridging IRL and metaverse. We should mention that uh, metaverse are. Um, yes. Some of these one of one NFTs are fidgetals. So not only do you get the NFT, but he's going to be shipping the original artwork to the um, auction winner. So, yeah. I got excited. He pinged me today, and uh, the artist that did mine, he did a, a limited run, 30 of 30 physical prints, and I got print number one. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Hey. Can you sign it? Yeah, no, it's it's a limited print edition, and he does block work, you know, woodblock uh, art, and so it's really cool. And and he's just running a limited edition on handmade paper and stuff. It's I was really excited. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Congratulations. Yep. Hey. See, people should definitely get in on these auctions because the prizes were just ridiculous. Did oh, yeah. you get emails from the winners of like the Midnight Reaper yet? Too stupid. Um, I Ko has not reached out to me yet, and the other Midnight Reaper winner did reach out to me. So, yeah, he, uh, Buleman, who yeah, won Buleman, uh, yep. the yeah, he won in the Pro Series the last race, and he put it right on his racetrack. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Very yeah, nice. I have my Midnight Reaper on the Creedmoor racetrack. There you go. Like it. So I wait, am. No, no, wait. Oh, because you got to give me so somebody. Do we know who TB125 is? Did they? Is that somebody? Yes. Yeah. That yeah. is somebody. Did, and that is won. somebody. Yep. They won. Oh, okay. No, no. Because I'm looking. I just, because you said that. So I was like, oh, I need to go catch up on my, um, making sure that I'm getting people their stuff. Oh, thank you, TML. So, yeah, yep. TV awesome. 125, congratulations. Enjoy test tube number 161. Nice. Yeah, and I know Halloween is over, but I still, <coughs> bless you, Shaq. Uh, me. I know Halloween's over, but I do have limited inventory, so you can still pick up your Halloween stuff because I know there's perpetual Halloween people out there, so definitely come check it out. And <laughs> six fifteen. Who might that be? It's never yeah. too late to stock up. Yeah, never too late to stock up. Six fifteen Indiana Street, San Francisco. Go check it out. I have limited inventory, and I am now since we're past Halloween, and we have the whitelist done. I am working on also the new models that have been acquired for the factory, so they are rolling out once I get their mints high enough. So definitely check it out. And I will have applications. Is that the peep squeak? Yeah, yeah I want the peep squeak. Yeah, and that is... People are waiting on that. <laughs> that is currently in production, and I should have that out here in the next couple of days. So Awesome. Yeah, I want a pimp squeak. And the... the the yeah. pip squeak, not the pimp squeak. The pip squeak, pimp squeak, <laughs> is a cheap ten thousand up X too. So what? nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Wait, wait, how much? Nine dollars and ninety nine cents, or ten thousand up X. 
Yay. I want so many pip squeaks. A lot of She's people. She's going to have though. a whole little farm of pip squeaks looking at you like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I keep calling them pimp squeaks. Who was no. it that said that and got me like just stuck on it? it was it more cheese? People, yeah, I said it, and then more cheese thought I said pimp. So, right, yeah, oh, that's way better than pimp. Pimp squeak is that's that's it. Oh, we had like the whole thing with the orange hat mapped out. I mean, it was yeah. Hell yeah, it's got to be a thing now. <laughs> pimp squeak, pimp squeak, Tasha, squad. get it, get it done. Oh yeah, it's on my variants. They're working on it. <laughs> They are working on it. Got the nice suit with pinstripes on it. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> nice. Yes. I want it. All right. But, it's going on Vegas. <laughs> there you go. Not, not nothing that there's anything wrong with Vegas, but just saying. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for the updates, and uh, we'll talk soon. Let us know when the next uh Season starts, you know, you definitely got sponsors here. And, and when are Thank we going to get platinum sponsors? You know, forget this gold. Let's let's upgrade to platinum. We're we're down for. Platinum. I'm actually so Mass Chef and I are going to be talking about diamond sponsors, Ooh. but Ooh. diamond sponsors are going to be IRL brands. Oh, you mean like a C corp like Upex World? That's an IR brand. <laughs> okay, You're correct. Yeah. And Try I'm thinking more like uh, Stock Car Pro Brazil. Ah. I already have something that I'm going to start promoting in December. It's going to be a fidgetal. There you go. Oh, yes. Fidgetal? Yes. yes, a fidgetal. A physical digital asset. Okay. Um. <laughs> It's a new okay, thing. I'll give you an example. Let's imagine that there is a one-of-one one memento cap of a racer from Stock Car Pro somewhere in some game, and then they happen to have the hat that they signed that would go with it. Mm-hmm. So now you have a one-of-one one memento with a physical hat that's signed from that same driver. Oh, so you mean like how, um, like this? Like the blockchain heroes deck of cards. Yeah, I wish I had that. I really do. Yeah, you do. I forgot to do all the stuff to get that, and I oh, had two yeah. of them. Oh, oh dude, that's the holographic. Ooh, those are pretty. I'm so yeah. sad that I never okay. followed through. Right. That's the Titan. Who, who did that? Titan edition. Was, blockchain heroes. Was, or, but wow, TML. who are the people? Those are amazing. Was it Recurrier? No, and, uh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. These are like, these are like actually like, um, no, no, no. This is not, this is not from Upland. This is like the original. It's yeah. like Silver oh. Scientist and Lady Lightning, Renegade, Great Gecko. Like it's, no, Ooh. no, no. The Oracle. Like these are like blockchain, like these are like blockchain legends. Like from around like the actual blockchain, like from the original. I can't believe I forgot to send in to get mine because I had two physical packs, two <laughs> two of the packs, and I could have had them. And I'm so yeah, they had the holographic now. and they had the normal. And I had them both. Wow. 
and I forgot to claim them physically. Fidgetals. He was born, and you forgot. Um, Too stupid. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. No, the babies were already all born, so I can't even use that (laughs) excuse. I tried. As my ex said to me as she left, sucks to suck. (laughs) Wow. Those were her final words to me. That's terrible. No, it was impressive. Because I like that was the the teacher I was dating for a while, and uh, yeah. after when we broke up because I left her, and then she was like, "Blah blah blah, sucks to suck." I was like, "Damn." She was talking to herself. No, no, she was talking to me. It was fair. Like I broke up with her. Like I have no. Like it was she didn't break up with me and then say that I broke up with her and then she just was like, "Sucks to suck," and I was like, "Fair enough." It was no. It was. I'm not mad at it. It was the perfect, like, I gave her tip of the hat. Like, that that's a way to walk away. Like, that's damn. quite a line. Quite oh, a no, line. it will haunt. I, I think I even told, because, like, we, we, like, semi, like, we didn't, we don't really chat anymore. But, like, I told her, I was like, just so you know, that will literally haunt me forever. Well done. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to look at it, half full. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not mad at it. I broke up with her. She had every right to be mad and upset. Anyway, all right, all right. Well, thank you for that uh, that my, that little hole that we jumped into. But wait, <laughs> there we go. Post your last ex's last words. Let's see. There we go. That, that's a fun little group activity. Yes. Let's see your ex's ex were ex were last words in the comments. <laughs> that was so long ago. Damn. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Dak, thank you, Shaq. Yes. Love the background, Shaq. Thank you. (laughs) All right. A couple more things before we get out of here. We had, uh, you said you just bought some of these? I just bought, there was four left when I logged in. And uh, yeah, they're gone now, which is crazy. Yeah. So we had the giveaway along with the sale of that. Also, the wearables are always very cool. Um, then we have Happy Birthday, Kabusu, or I don't know. I'm not a Doge fan or a fanboy, so I don't know how they say the name of the Doge dog. But they have Block Explorers. You could win Block Explorers. You had to visit the cafes during specific times, which if you're on the East Coast. So... I am not complaining about launch times because we did see that in the comments before that, oh, Americans complaining about launch times or something. Not complaining about the launch times. I was just saying these were in the middle of the night. So, yes. Yeah. You had to attend a cafe session in Japan. Well, you didn't have to be in Japan. You just had to join the cafe there that they kind of had hiding out and a lot of people didn't realize was there. So... Damn, if you got one of these, hit me up. I want one. I like I love Doja. Yeah, they have a bunch of black explorers. So yeah. Super cool. Definitely super cool. And that kind of leads you to they gave them a cafe in Japan. So what are they doing with Doge? Having some fun? I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta find. I 
I swear that 12 a.m. Pacific time. So Brock Drigo said one was at 10 p.m., but the other one was at 11 a.m. Um, I highly disagree because you had the first one at 10 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday, November 1st, which you know translates... Which isn't bad on the West Coast people, East Coast people. It works very well for people on the other side of the world. Thursday, the 2nd of November, was 12 a.m. I don't know why it was bad. Why was it bad? So, Lily, was the experience bad or just having to be up that late? Because I know we have a lot of loyal listeners that listen from, you know, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, and that region and they always have to deal with the launches on our time which is inconvenient for them nothing happened oh yeah and then the other one was uh thursday november 2nd at 12 a.m pacific so they listed twice at 12 a.m pacific time on the same day so not really sure what happened there so much badness i could write an essay all right Fair well, enough. We need Lily. the tea. Well, well, Lily, if you want to come on the show next week, spill the tea. We'd love to hear it. I've asked Lily a couple of times, and she's like, no. No, that's fair. It's not for everybody. Or I get we it. can even do a private like voice session. If you don't want to do it live, we can just get it, and then you can just even just tell it to us, and, and we can we'll have it transcribed. So it, like, we don't even have to air the interview. If you just want to like jump on a Discord and just give us it, and we'll we'll transcribe it. Um, something like that. I don't know. Just trying to be creative. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What else? It was bad because of me. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt that, K.O. Hey, K.O., if your block explorer is still in San Fran, let me know because I got a deal for you. I'm in Detroit for some reason. And the map assets. I'm working on them. We did talk about it slightly. Everybody wants the little creepy pumpkin kid, and I will get those cranked out. Oh, is that the pimp? That's pimp the squeak? pimp. Yep. And then I'll get the different gravestones out for everybody. So, yeah. Cool. <clears throat> so definitely check it out. Come check it out at 615 Indiana Street in San Francisco. I am working on expanding showrooms and ramping up manufacturing so it is a slow process but it's halloween all year long so pimps cranked out (laughs) that's what the people want so definitely come check them out come pick them up and if you're on the white list and have not picked up your product by now i'm about to release it to the general public or you need to message me and give me a time frame of when you're able to pick your white lists up Seems fair. All right. Uh, and the mini game competition is still going on, so there's some cool mini games going on. Definitely get those submitted. All right. Stop that. There we go. All right. What else do you have before we get out of here this week? Thank me later. Uh, not much. I'm glad to be back. Um, trying to get life back to being a little bit more normal. Shout out uh, to everyone who's sent me uh, any messages, well wishes. I have not been on Discord in probably two months, I'll be honest. I have thousands of messages. It's very overwhelming. 
Um, if there is absolutely something that's needed and related to prizes or something, uh, give it to Too Stupid. Let him know. <laughs> he can reach me. Yep. Um, or, and shout out uh, to, again, uh, Shaktelin, the Hyde Park Ninjas. Um, so if the Hyde Park Ninjas reach out to you about anything relating to UpX World, um, they are helping. Um, they've really stepped up in some amazing ways and are helping with a lot of that. Um, and so uh, much, much appreciated, uh, Keith and Mike. You are both uh, absolute legends. I appreciate it. Uh, Dizzy Dan, my man, um, thank you for the well wishes. And, of course, uh, Too Stupid, your support over the past several weeks and, honestly, several years has been invaluable so I wanted to just give everybody my sincere thanks. Um, it has been a rough little bit, but it is getting better, and I am really hopeful for the future and what we're all going to be doing together. So uh, thank you for that. Yeah. Love you, brother, and you know I'm always here for you. And it was just we hit it off very quickly when this game started and just started talking to each other. So, Yeah. Awesome. One of my best friends in the world, and I'm always here for you, my man. Um, Appreciate it. All right. Everybody else, let's have fun. We'll see you soon out there in the metaverse. Have a great week, and we will see you next week as 2024 is coming to a close. The Obvious Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank you later. Bringing a strategy, musical charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, the Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX.